It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, I like to give you a little bonus, Ashley, on the yeah. backside. How about a little bonus for me? Uh, the CEO, it says, at a party, a taco guy or in an out truck? Can I guess for you? Well, I'm curious what yours is. I, I'm truly torn in this situation. I, this one actually is easier for me. Is I, it? I, I go taco guy. Why? Um, Variety. I, I think going to in and out itself for me is, that's perfect. I get that experience. I know exactly what I'm going to get. There is, it's kind of part of the experience, I guess you can say, eating in my car. Like there's a certain in and out way that, and of course, if there's a, if in and out's there, I'm, I'm going to eat it. But I think the taco truck, I think that's, that's, I love that experience. Anytime you're at a party and there's a taco guy there, just having that, I'm going to lean more towards there. Have you been to a party with the in and out truck? Like not not like a corporate thing where there's I was gonna hundreds say, of a people. Work function, not yeah, like not where at there's a party. A, I don't know, fifty people, a hundred people, as opposed to there's a few hundred people. Mm-mm. It's kind of a game changer. You can get through that line really fast, and you can really kind of do some damage before it gets to the point where you're like, okay, I can't eat another bite. I I, I you know that I like to have a, a sharp one side or the other on this thing i'm terribly torn i think it's 51 49 taco guy but it's close how often how how recently have i gone to in and out i guess is the the answer to the question before mm. i decide if i just had in and out then taco guy but if it's been a while i'll i'll double up on some double doubles what if they're for- both there what percentage of the line do you think is going to get i think you might get more people at in and out maybe I think, I, think brand, it's even. I, I think it's even. We're, we're splitting it right down the middle. I think if for a large group of people, also in California, where there probably is a good amount of vegan or vegetarian people there, I think a taco truck is better because you have more vegan vegetarian options, one, and the variety of it. So you can get many different things. When you get an In-N-Out truck, you essentially just have the burger, the fries, and that's kind of it. And obviously, while they're fantastic and really yummy, it gives more variety on the taco side. So I would go taco over in and out but they're obviously both great Everything options. Everything but the vegan, vegetarian options because- you got to serve it to people. I, you're, you're not wrong, Emily, but this is my party. And True. if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, good for you. You can have the bun or whatever. You know what I mean? It's a, if, you're having, if you're a vegan, Al, and you invite me over, I will eat your food. If you're coming to my party, I'm going to need you to eat this or not eat. I can't I can't serve everybody. Are you still gluten free? <laughs> not not today. Not today. I, I had a barbecue over the weekend with my kickball team, and uh, of the twelve of the girls in the team, I want to say ten are vegan. And so they were like, "Oh, does anybody? Do we need uh, real meat patties?" Yes. And I was like, "I mean, if I'm going to be the only one that's the meat eater, like, Did you I'll speak just, up? I, I just said I'll just have the Impossible Burger. I don't want to be too. Those much aren't so thing. bad. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. is fine, but I would have rather had the real meat. Speaking of eating, meet us in the OC Cinco de Mayo coming up on Friday. ESPN Ali's taking over Salita Tacos and Margaritas in Anaheim. It's right behind the Big A. That is Cinco de Mayo Fiesta coming up in just a couple of days. We're giving away Angels tickets, Mandy Awards tickets, Salita gift cards, and more starting at 10 a.m. Join me and Slee, Mason and Ireland, Sedano and Cap, and the entire 710 crew at Anaheim's hottest new restaurant. Restaurant, Salita Tacos and Margaritas. Light the fire within and feed your soul. Thanks again to our partners, Coors Light and Dos Hombres Mezcal. And we both got our orders in, so we got it covered right there. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to downtown and Manny. Manny, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Manny? Yeah, what's going on, guys? I just wanted to talk about uh, Schroeder. All right. Do it. What do you have to say about Schroeder? Uh, his free throws, first of all, nine for ten from the line. Uh, that was super clutch in a very, very chaotic a- atmosphere with the Warriors fans. And um, turnovers were great too last night. Lakers kept it under double digits. So you keep that up and you play perfect against a team that's ne- nearly perfect every game. They have a shot. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Um, so a couple things here, real quick on the free throw discrepancy. Heard some people yesterday post game saying, just reading some stuff off Twitter, and you know, how, how come the Lakers shot? 20, what they shoot, 29 did, free did throws. They not watch the game? And Golden State shot six. <laughs> right. You know how many threes the Warriors exactly. took? Exactly. They took 53 threes. Yeah. 
Can I, I, I'll say this too. You know, the game got close at the end. Lakers, there was a chance Lakers were going to lose that game. They won the game. They deserved to win yesterday's game. Yes. If Golden State won it at the end, they would have stole the game. There was no, I heard some people saying, Lakers steal game one. They didn't steal no, game they one. Them. They won game one. Yeah, that, agreed. That, and I, and I, and I, you know, maybe this is just, the details are not that important, but Warriors, if they would have found a way when they go on that 14 nothing run and they ended up winning the game, I thought they would have stole the game. If you look at how the Lakers won the game, I don't know if the game plan for the Golden State Warriors is to shoot 53 threes, and maybe it is. Maybe that's 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 what they're – I know they hit the most threes that they hit in the first half. I think they had 13 of them. But the fact that a team shot 40% from three, had 15 more threes than the Lakers, mm-hmm. and the Lakers still won that game, I'll take my chances with the Lakers getting to the free throw line. I'll take my chances with the Lakers scoring, doing a lot of their damage inside the paint. Mm-hmm. Um even the threes that the Warriors were hitting, a lot of them contested. These are yeah. this is what the Warriors do, and give them credit when Steph's taking, you know, handing the ball off to Draymond, running back behind the three point line, and taking a fadeaway three. There's nothing you can do if that player hits that shot. So I I thought what the Lakers did, I think more sustainable than what the Warriors did yesterday. If the Warriors are going to st- still shoot fifty plus threes, that's fine. But if you only get to the free throw line five or six times, if you're not, if you have no, if you're not scoring anything in the paint, that seems like a danger. And I don't think the Warriors are going to keep doing that. But I, I thought the Lakers, that was a more complete game. They deserved it. I, I thought they both played well. That's why the game was so exciting. I, I couldn't agree more with your the idea of the Lakers. The Lakers did not steal it. They went in there and beat a really good team by playing incredibly well. Anthony Davis for forty five had minutes. a great game. They made, what is it? What's the final number? 25 of 29 free throw attempts, right? That's 86%. That's an incredible performance. They made, they got stops when they had to have them. They did not let Steph Curry take the final shot of the game. They played really well. It wasn't that they caught a bunch of breaks. It wasn't that somebody got in foul trouble. They just beat a good team. So give them credit for that. I think if you're looking at this, through the eyes of a Warriors fan. If you're looking at this for how do you beat the Lakers, it's, well, number one, Anthony Davis giving you an A-plus like that. I don't know if he can do it four times. That's one. And he might need to to beat you. And I do want to go to the free. Not that the discrepancy isn't obvious. For One team plays in the paint. The other team shoots threes. They're going to get more free throw attempts, obviously. They shot 86%, mm-hmm. right? So th- you make 25 of 29 free throw attempts. That's a huge night. The Lakers are not an 86% free throw shooting team. Yeah. You miss just a couple of those, and it's a very different game. So there's the, the, the margins in this series are so narrow. Steph was great in the fourth quarter. For the first three quarters, he was okay. And Clay was pretty good last night, but it wasn't a classic Clay heater game where he's making everything he looks at. The Warriors were good. The Lakers were just better. The Warriors can play a little better, and I think that the if you're if you're talking about who's more likely to come down a little bit, I think the Lakers are going to come sure. down a I little bit that. more than the Warriors. Yeah, and, and that's I think that's safe to say. I think I, and I just the minutes, of course. I just look at it more from stylistically. You're right, Lakers to to get to the the caller mentioned Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder has such a good. He's a vet. He's been in the league for a long time. He knows how to draw a foul. Yep. And and that might be the difference of him. They're in bonus. Lakers can get to the free throw line and get an easy bucket. They need two easy free throws. Dennis Schroeder's really good at that. They scored 48 points between Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, and Austin Reeves. Your backcourt got you almost 50 against the Golden State Warriors. Something I thought was, you know, sometimes you're, you, you're, you're playing more defense than playing offense. I thought the guards yesterday for the Lakers, there was a point in the game where they said, Steph, you're going to have to guard. We're not going to let you – you're not going to get to just kick back and chill on defense and go play offense. Poole, if you're going to be in the game, you're going to have to guard. Clay, you're going to have to run around. That's not something – and especially for this Lakers team, their their backcourt is not their strength. That's not how you say Lakers are going to win a championship because of their backcourt. That's the strength of the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers, I thought for some periods in the game yesterday – Force Steph, force, force Jordan Poole, force Clay to have to play some defense. Where does Jared Vanderbilt fit in all this? Because when he's in, it's obviously an offensive liability. But when he's in, he's guarding Steph and is 
great on defense. How do you kind of deal with both sides of that? I thought that Dar- this is another example of Darvin doing a great job. Darvin put him on Steph. He did a great job on Steph until the Lakers went cold offensively. And they're like, like, I have to find more offense. And more offense is D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell is a better offensive player than Jared Vanderbilt. And you're going to sacrifice the defense. D'Angelo's not going to stay in front of Steph like that. Mm-hmm. No one's going to shut Steph down. You saw what happened when he got going. But you have to, you can't have everything all the time. He shot 10 of 24. Right. Every NBA team would say, yeah, that's a good day uh, if Clay shoots uh, 10 of 24. 100%. So it's one of those things that I thought Darvin nailed. When, mm-hmm. when okay, I got to go now. He didn't wait too long. He didn't do it too quickly. And, and maybe it's just the result of it all, but I thought he did a great job with the Vanderbilt decision, with who was on the floor at which particular point in the game. It felt like he had a very good grasp of when to take guys in and when to leave them funny. or take them out. That run that they went on, Vando was on the bench for most of that run. Yep. And I think there will be some adjustments where you're right, you're you're do I take away some of my offense for defense and how how you know what that balancing act is? I'd rather have Vando in in moments like that than not in. And to answer your question, M, he had and plus minus doesn't say everything. But he had the highest plus minus of anybody that played yesterday. That at least tells you when he's on the floor that there's enough on the defensive side. There's enough Steph Curry, Steph trying to get through a six foot eight athletic wing, long, lanky, this, that can run up and down, picks you up full court. That's a It's funny. Once they made the trade deadline, you saw Vando has been on Luca, Vando's been on Ja Morant, Vando's been on Steph Curry. Vando's been on players that are not typically a guy that that size would guard a point guard. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Oxnard and Sean. Sean, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, Slee, sorry, bud. Hey, man, you got to take a small plate of some quality food and then drink your calories at that wedding, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, trying um, to get full. <laughs> I wanted. I, I, <laughs> hey, I was just really calling to say I think right now Austin Reeves has the dopest drop or intro, whatever you call it, on the radio. you got John Ireland calling it, shot of a lifetime. He's running down. I am him, and then Snoop coming in behind it. It is the coolest thing to hear in the world. He is so stoked. That's Mario I Ruiz right there making that happen. <laughs> I think he is going to give us one of his big magic games in this series. Lakers and six, go Lakers. Austin Reeves, that's the dopest intro. Keep it up, boys. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Re- Reeves was good last night. But th- if you just get what you got from him last night, perfect. Perfect. He does. If you get one of those games where he gives you twenty five, you'll take it for sure. the The Lakers' recipe for winning the series was you got it last night. That was the the chef's kiss recipe, right? A transcendent Anthony Davis and everyone else following really well. Yeah, right. And and maybe LeBron. Like if you just look at LeBron's numbers, right? LeBron was nine of twenty four, not good. One of eight from behind the three point line, quite bad. He made his free throws, three out of four, but he didn't turn the ball 11 over. Eleven rebounds, ton. three blocks, four assists. He can stumble into a yes. What, what any other player you'd look at that, and I know he was inefficient. He was inefficient. So was Clay. So was Steph Curry. Some other guys were inefficient as well. That that. The recipe is play defense, make your free throws, be bigger than they are, and be a little bit better at the end of the game. Nobody's blowing anybody out in this series. These games are going to come down to a razor's edge in this whole thing. Let's talk about that minutes. Let's talk about how many Anthony Davis played. We've talked a little bit about LeBron and whether or not that fatigue factor catches up to the Lakers in Game 2. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, I got another uh, bonus S, Trav, here. Okay. Okay. Crypto Ray. <laughs> he had to do it twice, too, and I appreciate his, his dedication to this. He says, um, Trav, you win a free weekend cruise, all-inclusive. All the food, drinks you can consume. Only thing is, you have to go with Morales. <laughs> and it's a cruise. And it's yeah, labeled a bear cruise. <laughs> Listen, all right, uh, I, I know the cruise part. We've talked about this. We are not, you and I are not fans of cruises. No. But everything's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful cruise. There's a lot of food, a lot of drinks. Okay. It's called Bear Cruise, and it's you and Morales. You going? Yeah, I think I am going because I think, look. Is Chris going? <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris may not go. Chris may choose to not spend time with me. That's a that's a distinct possibility. But yeah, yeah I, I I don't have to participate in the bear portion of the cruise as long as it would just, just, if that's happening on the cruise, I don't really care, right? That's something that I can, you know, I'll go to the bar. I'll go to the buffet. I'll look at the Northern Lights. We're going to Alaska in, in this particular fake cruise, <laughs> right? We're going to go look at some glaciers. Yeah. We're going to go go check this thing out. But yeah, I would do it. Why not? Bear night's a fun night. It'll be a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it'll be a good time. Yeah. They didn't talk about, I'm going to add how long the cruise is. It's for three months. It's that's, a, three, it's yeah, a no, 90 this, day. There's a weekend cruise. We're flying a, <laughs> we're flying to Anchorage. We're getting on the boat. We're going to go look at the Northern Lights. We're going to go look at the glacier. And then we're going to come back and fly it's back to the world cruise. 90 <laughs> days. <laughs> look, two days on a boat is it's more than enough. Yeah, it's enough. More than enough. That's, yeah, enough. That, that's definitely going to do it. Would you go? Uh, no, I, I don't want to do the cruise at all. I want nothing to do with the cruise. You have Except to- Disney Cruise Line, so he- which I am a big <laughs> fan of. Of course. There's visit Disney.com for details. The the fact that the first thing everybody mentions, the people that love cruises love cruises, right? Yeah. They're 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 cruise they're people hundred percent. It's always about the food. And I love food, but this is kind of what we were talking about in the Ask Trav. It's like I, I get it, and it's probably fine, but I don't necessarily just need endless amounts. I want very yeah. specific things on the way. Do you ever go to uh some of these hotels, resorts, especially out in Mexico, they'll do like Basically, it includes food, right? So they got three restaurants on the property. You could go at any time. You could eat as much food as you want. I, I don't know if that's a good thing because then I end up just, I eat one dinner and I'm like, well, let's go try the other restaurant. We just ate. <laughs> yeah, I know. You. We did barbecue, but now there's Italian over there. <laughs> there's sushi in the next spot. I paid already. I yeah. mean, let's, let's get it's in It's the on Hobbit it. lifestyle. We have first and second lunch and uh, multiple dinners. You know, it's great. It's like Kevin Malone and Pam Beasley. Exactly. Right? All right. Um... So we talked about this with the Warriors and the Kings. When the Warriors basically left um, Harrison Barnes open, and they yep. said, Darren Fox, you don't get the, the end of the shot. Mm-hmm. You don't get to take the game-ending shot. Barnes missed. I thought that the Lakers did a really good job last night on that final possession of anybody but Steph, mm-hmm. right? Anybody but Steph and probably anybody but Clay. Jordan Poole had a really good night last night. He yeah, was he, hot. he had six threes. It was it was a deep shot. It was at probably at least thirty feet, right? And there was just under ten seconds to go in the game when he let it go. So maybe you could argue that he should have kicked it back to 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 Clay or to Steph or to try to get something else. He was open. He was having a pretty good night, and he missed. And, and I think this is what this series is going to turn on. I know people go, "Oh, well, how could he take that shot?" He was open. It was a good look. He yeah. was hot, and the Lakers weren't going to let Steph Curry take that shot. I think this is a credit to Darvin Ham, and sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't, and the Lake it just didn't go in, and the Lakers win the game. You uh, live with the results. I, I, I'll say this on the actual shot. You know, you could have said, do you drive the ball? Do you uh, maybe maybe just go for two, and then you play the foul game? They could have done a, a bunch of different things. Jordan Poole hit six threes. Jordan Poole was the most efficient three-point shooter in yesterday's game. He was 6 of 11 from the three-point line, which means before he missed that shot, he had hit 60% of his threes. So... If you're the Lakers and you're trying as best as you can to say, let's at least not let Steph beat us, I agree with the game plan. When Jordan Poole's shot went up, I'll tell you what I thought. Oh, there's a very good chance that's going to go in. Sure. Right? It's Jordan Poole. It was deep. It, it was, was deep. And yeah. you could have said maybe take a dribble in. But Poole, t- that, that's kind of Jordan Poole. He is the 
whatever Steph Curry is, he's a uh, a knockoff Jay of Verde. Steph Curry. He's Kirkland J. Steph Curry. <laughs> yes, is that right? That's kind of his, that's the way he plays. But I think what you just said was the most important thing. If Steph takes that shot and Steph gets a wide open look, you're saying, guys, Steph Curry. What the hell now, are again, you doing? again, Jordan Poole's a really. If Draymond took the shot, then I get it if people are saying, what the hell is he doing? Why yes. did he take that shot? But I, I didn't really have a big issue with him getting the shot. It was a little bit deep, but the Lakers basically saying, it ain't going to be Steph. You got to take your chances. It was a take little... two steps forward, Jordan Poole, though. Take two steps forward. But you're not wrong, M, but it's one of those things. I'm open. I, I've had a good night. I'm, I'm letting it go. It's rhythm. I got it. Exactly. I go. Exactly. And not, okay, uh, uh, it wasn't rushed. It was kind of in the flow of, of what they were trying to do. And you're right, Slee. When he squared up to let it go, I'm thinking, uh-oh. But when it, even it had gone down and the Lakers, I, I'm not going to be sitting here going, how in the world do you... You're going to live and die by that miss if you're the Lakers. It's fine. Sometimes the result is the one that you're hoping for, like last night, and sometimes it's just a guy that's not the best player on the court and knocks one down. I guarantee you, Minnesota, you're saying, look, Dennis Schroeder from a corner three to send this thing, I guess, to to give the Lakers the lead. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, let's do it. it. We'll live with it. Yeah, it went down. It. Harrison Barnes, they missed. Pool last night, they missed. Some it's it's a make or miss league. I know that's a cliche, but the Lakers played that right and he missed and I'll they won. You, I'll give you one more example on that. Memphis game four. I'm sure they looked back after Braun hit that shot to tie the game. Anybody but Braun. Yes. Why didn't we why didn't we collapse and let yes. him kick it to Rui Hachimura for a three as an example? Those yeah. are the there's a handful of them. Anybody mm-hmm. but that guy along the way. Let's try Torrance and Eddie this time. Eddie, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, you guys, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, um, really appreciate it. Uh, to just point out the fact that the Lakers got it done with their defense at Chase Center, but the Lakers' defense at Crypto.com Arena has been just off the chain this playoff. And I remember watching the Lakers when they were playing with Kobe and Shaq. We didn't really have home court advantage when other teams would come to play in L.A. It was more like, the L.A. fans were a neutral site because we were so used to winning. We didn't cheer like other arenas. You know, when the Lakers would go play in Portland and go play in Utah, the fans would be yelling and screaming and going crazy. And then when they'd come to L.A., you know, excuse my language, we'd be a little bit bougie as far as our crowd. And we really didn't cheer hard until Kobe and Shaq started rolling. Eddie, now, you know, you know, and I appreciate you calling in. You know what I think has happened? It's as simple as this. The reason why a Sacramento Kings crowd is going to go crazy and they got such a great home court advantage or a Utah Jazz or a Portland Trailblazers, you're not there all the time. right? And I think the Lakers had reached a point. I get what he's saying. Lakers had reached a point with Kobe and Shaq as an example. It was like, all right, well, when are the NBA finals? And it was, (laughs) you're in the playoffs every single year. We had talked about this before the playoffs started. The Lakers had not had a sold-out Crypto.com arena in 10 years for a playoff game. So I think there's a little bit of that that's coming into play. There, Look, th- this is just life as a Laker fan, as a Laker player. There are separate categories that the Lakers are not going to have the hype crowd in the same way that Oklahoma City will have a hype crowd or Sacramento. A, it's Los Angeles, and B, it's what you said that this is a place where we're playing for titles all the time, even if they're not. You know what I mean? There's but this, it's been a while, too. It, it so has, I think maybe that's why it's been a little it, bit. It, and it has, but it's just this. This we're, we're not here to get out of the first round. We're here to win the NBA championship, and we'll get excited appropriately along the way. The Warriors aren't the Lakers, but for the last 10 years, it's kind of been the same thing, yeah. right? That we, Look, this is an important game for us, but we're not going to get too hyped. We're not going to be too crazy. And I'm not just talking about the fans. I think that it, it does trickle down to the players themselves. They know that this is a step in the journey. This is not the destination. Neither one of these teams opened up their season saying, hey, I hope we get to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Both of these teams opened up their season saying, we need to win an NBA championship or it's going to be a disappointment. They both know what's coming after this and then maybe for one of them after that. The fact of the matter is, it still felt really championshipy mm. last night. For a second round game, game one of a second round game, it was a really weird dynamic, but pretty awesome. It's funny. It was really when, fun when I when I think of home court advantage or home field or something like that. We talked about game one of the playoffs, Dodgers and the Padres. We were talking about it a little bit earlier, right? Yeah. Julio got that start. Yeah, 
that game one to me did not feel like this crazy playoff vibe. Why? Because the Dodgers are there every it's just game one of the first round where when it went back to San Diego, it's like, what the hell? Like they have not been in a situation. It's I think I've one squad has been there, done it. The other squad is this is not what we usually do. The the fan is the fandom's gonna be a little bit different. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Jack. We should put this at the front of the line, Emily. Hey. Jack at UCSB, go gauchos. What's up, Jack? Hey, Trav. This is this is uh, Jack, the old academic advisor at UCSB. Um, Jack Revis, anyway. my man. Yes. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Awesome. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to respond to the, the your happiness and your upness. Yes. And saying nothing negative. It's really throwing us off, Jack. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm getting angry because of it. <laughs> Jack, go ahead, Jack. Oh, no. Did we lose him? I'll try to get him back on the line. Yeah, try, yeah. Try, call Jack back. I have well, a, I screwed that one up. I, 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 I need to figure out if I can tell Jack. Jack, the reason I'm a college graduate is because of Jack Revis, and that is hand-to-God true. Okay? That there was, there was a moment where it could have gone okay. either way, hmm. and Jack got me on track. All right, Jay, we got, we got you back, Jack? Back. Okay. What, what's going on? So uh, when Sliba brought up the fact that um, Darwin waited to put Vanderbilt back in the game, I I got a little concerned when there were like 10, 11 points into the the run. It's like, come on now, we got to put him back in, and he finally did. So that's the one down thing that I have about the game last night was Sam waited almost too long to put him back in, but I think he will learn from that. And like you two were alluding to a second ago, that's going to be his growth is how to fluctuate that offense defense. Thanks, Jack. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Thanks for calling in. What do you make of that, Slade? Do you think he waited too long? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think he did. I think that was the that was the one portion of the game where Vanderbilt was doing such a good job on Steph. Again, not not blocking him. Not that just. I'm a big dude, and I could hang as for, as much as you're running. I'm a disruptor, and I thought he was doing that. Steph were versus a Dennis Schroeder or D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves, they just don't have the size. Mm-hmm. So I think immediately you kind of lost some of that, and that run was going on, and he was sitting on the bench. It was like, get let's let's get him back in. Yeah, they 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 also had that run there too. Part of it was they needed some offense, right? And Jared Vanderbilt, as good as he was defensively, doesn't bring nearly as much to the table offensively yeah. as some of those other guys. I maybe you could have done it a minute or two sooner. I I, I understand the point, but it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. It felt like he waited till the very end of when it was okay to make that change, but he didn't go past it. And look. Maybe it's just results. They won, and we're all. Yeah, I'm feeling right about great that. about it. I'm in a good mood. Can't wait to do factor cap, and I need to figure out whether I can tell my Jack story or not. I need. To, I'm going to run it by you first, and we'll okay. see what we got. Factor cap with them coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, we've heard a couple of promos today about how Rob Palinka is going to be on with Mason and Island at 115 today, just for our show. Yep. And my first question for him would be, how did you feel about having your twin in the uh, audience last <laughs> yeah. night or the uh, the uh, arena last night? Uh, is there the a Warriors? bigger flex than saying people tell you that, you know, you look a lot like Rob Lowe. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. That's not Larry the Cable Guy. Like yeah. you look like Rob Lowe, probably makes you feel Kept pretty showing good. showing him split screen. <laughs> yeah. They just had him on there. Rob Lowe still looks like he's twenty three. I know. He's sixty. 
Yeah, separated at birth. Two Robs. Uh, who's who's better? All right. So, um, <laughs> DeAndre was telling us about something that happened in his rec league game the other night. So, um, so there are two of our interns yeah. or, or uh, people that work here that are on the same rec league team. So it's uh, Parker and DeAndre. I, I, by the way, I got part of this story yeah. too. This exactly. is uh, this is a very very interesting <laughs> story. But let's let's go into. So uh, it's a championship game. Uh, a person on their team goes shoots a three, heavily contested. It was an awesome shot. It ties the game. Down okay? by three, hit a three. We got a tie ball game. Now there's five seconds left. Something exactly. Like that. And so uh, DeAndre's running down the court, and there's a whistle, and he's like, "What happened?" So Jr. Parker here fouled a guy, yeah. gave him two shots, lost the championship. Okay, fouled him how? Okay, let, let me trap. Here's <laughs> no. Let's get more <laughs> like, of the details explain, here. Explain. Let's go back to 2018. Braun is working on a 58-8 and eight against the Golden State Warriors, and they need game number one. Okay. A free throw is missed. J.R. Smith grabs the rebound and runs towards the other way because he thinks they're up. Right. Parker, my buddy over there, thought they were down mm-hmm. and needed to foul. What really happened was the game was tied, and those two free mm. throws cost them mm. the game. Parker, exactly. come on, buddy. All right, so here's my statement. You can hold resentment against somebody for something that happens at a rec league game. Travis, Patrick Cap. I, I, I'm going to give a little Parker a little grace here. I, I, I would not. I Parker, would, don't look at me. I, I, I would give him a very Disgusted. hard time. I would make him buy the beers after the game. I would make him buy the pizza after the game or whatever, whatever it is you're going to do. But look. Parker, I'm sure, feels awful about this. I'm sure that this is something that you guys are going to bust his you-know-whats about for, for the foreseeable future. But yeah. no, I, I could still hang out with Parker. All right, I'm fact on this one. <laughs> it's going to take a long time. And I think DeAndre is on the same page here. DeAndre doesn't look like a happy camper. doesn't look like he wants to talk to Parker. Trav, here's the thing. You just got to know the score. That's all we're asking it's not for. A huge ask. We're not asking for too much. I mean, if if they're down one and Parker takes a shot at the buzzer and misses it, okay, it happens. You missed the shot. He fouled in a tie game. Look, it's a mistake. It happens. <laughs> Something. But this could just boil down to the fact that Parker's never made me look bad in a photograph like DeAndre has. So I'm mm. I'm falling on could his side that. of the deal. Could it, go it to could that. Could be that. DeAndre and I still have bad blood. Fact, M. <laughs> fact. All right, Taylor. No, Cap, no hard feelings on this. You know, Parker, this kind of thing happens to everybody. But if I'm DeAndre, you know, the next time uh, it's time to sign up for a rec league, I'm probably (laughs) switching gyms, losing Parker's number, and forgetting about the whole thing. Yeah, there'll be redemption for Team Saucy. I I don't know if you guys know the answer to this or not. Is Parker a contributor to this team, or is he just along for the ride? Do we we know? He's got five fouls. Yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah he's that, that's what I'm asking. Yep. Is he just there to get he's his more, five fouls? He's <laughs> more of like a three and D guy, but he doesn't really take threes. We'll get the info in the break. Yeah, like I, DeAndre, I know played college basketball, so I have a feeling DeAndre is a is a valuable member of the team that he's doing some work here. No, I think Parker does work. Okay, he does work. We'll, we'll find out because if you're just there to be the fifth guy, because they they needed a guy and you did it, you then can't. Yeah, you, you should be, be shunned that. forever. You can't be that. If you contribute, then you get to live. All right, so a story came out uh, in the Washington Post about something that happened over the NFL draft. So the Pittsburgh Steelers moved up from 14th to 17th to draft uh, offensive lineman Broderick Jones. Really good pick. Everyone really thought it was a great steal. But apparently uh, the Jets had also been involved with this, but Belichick, uh, an NFL GM said that Belichick did it just to F the Jets, that Bill will try to screw them over any chance he gets, and he knew exactly what he was doing. So essentially Bill Belichick wanted to F the Jets, therefore gave the offensive lineman to the Steelers. All right, so this is a fantastic power move from Bill Belichick. Alan, Patrick Cap. This is tough here, and I'll tell you why. I think once you start worrying about the other side, um, the the biggest flex you can have is not paying attention to who your competition is because you're so worried about yourself. And that actually was the Patriots for a really, really long time. Why should Bill Belichick care about the Jets? He shouldn't. He's Bill Belichick. They are the New England Patriots. Part of what makes some of these franchises so great I don't think the Golden State Warriors should be worried about the Sacramento Kings, even though they had a good series, this, that. They're the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers should not be worried about a franchise that has the Clippers, as an example. So I don't think it's a power move. I think the power move is, I don't care what you guys do, because we're going to find a way to win either way. 
Trev? So what you just described is uh, one of my favorite John Woodenisms, right? The John Wooden had this line, and this is mostly right. It's, I'm not going to worry about what they're doing. They should be worried about what I'm doing, right? Which is what you're describing. Yeah. Bill Belichick, there's bad blood between him and the Jets that goes back decades, right? I can appreciate a good grudge a feud bad blood and never letting it go because remember the he was the head coach of the jets for like an hour and then he walked in and said oh by the way i resign as the jets and 10 minutes later he was the head coach of the patriots and has been there ever since there's something that he knows about the jets that maybe we do not like i've asked key about it he's never really i I don't know if key knows or he just won't tell me but there's something in the jets belichick history Mm. that he is never gonna let it go and it is a power move taylor are any of those people in the organization still there? I mean, I don't know. The ownership of the like, Jets has been there a long time. I think I'm going to go cap on this. It just it feels like it's, uh, I don't know. Bitterness is not a good look for Belichick in his old age. Yeah, and he could have gotten more for it. The Steelers didn't have to give up a ton. They, I think it was like the 102nd pick is all they had to give away. But who knows? But the Steelers got Broderick Jones, and I'm happy about that. So Pepe said in his podcast that 50% of basketball players don't love basketball. That's just, I guess, his very scientific number about uh, people's love. But you think that this is true with every job. Taylor, Patrick Cap. I think fact, yeah, there's there's varying degrees of, of love and different definitions. I think Pat Bev, the way he came into the league, he probably has a lot more passion for the game than the regular, I don't know, AAU guy that came up. But I think this is true. Yeah, fact. Trev? I don't know if it's 50%, but generally speaking, I think it's true. I mean, we've all seen Ben Simmons exist in the league for a long time. There there are guys that are given gifts, whether it's basketball gifts or other things. You might be you know, very good at playing music, but you don't love music, but you realize this is a way that you can make a living and take care of your family or whatever it may be. I think you're very, very lucky if you find something that you love to do that actually becomes your occupation. It, it doesn't really go that way very often where your passion becomes your your livelihood. Yeah. I, I, I count myself among that group where I get to talk about the Lakers and the Dodgers and the Rams every day. Sure, yeah, sign me up for that. I'm passionate about that. I feel great about it. I don't know if everybody can say the same thing. Definitely fact. I think it's probably even a higher number. Um, I, I think what ends up happening, and I'll use the NBA as an example, it becomes such a business to where now it's about it's not about just playing the game that you love. It's not about just playing the game that, you know, you, you looked at when you were a kid playing in your driveway. It becomes a business. And anytime business gets involved, then it's going to add other elements that wait a minute, it wasn't like that when I played in high school. It wasn't like that when I played in college. Your job Trev, you might love your job, and then it comes down to you're negotiating a new contract, and you feel like, man, you know what? How come I'm not getting this? I'm not getting it. It might, this just kind of, I think, comes with the territory of any job. It becomes a job. You could still love what you're doing, but I think there's definitely a higher number than 50%. All right. So, uh, Matt Gallo was again, it was on Monday night, and obviously, it's one of the most exclusive parties oh, we know. No, we know. Of, come on. Uh, in the world. Um, but. If you were invited, I know it isn't all of our things, but if you were invited to the Met Gala, you would use it as a chance to go all out. Be as camp as possible. Go as crazy as possible with your costume. That would be your chance. So if you went to the Met Gala, you would go all out. Travis, factor cap. Cap. I would go like super, super nice and like give me a Tom Ford suit, right? Just really clean lines. Su- it looks- Classic. Classic, just clean yeah. classic. I'm not going with like, oh, wasn't it Odell that went to this thing a couple of years ago and he went to- super over the top? We've seen Russell Westbrook, I think, has been before and he's gone super over the top. He was there on Monday. Yeah, that, that's not my jam at all. I want to go very clean, classic, elegant. I would do something like that. Well, you guys know, listen, I'm naturally by personality, I'm loud. I want a lot of <laughs> attention. I, um, I want to get as much people's eyes looking at me. I'm with Trav on this one. I think a classy look. I think a clean look. I would go something like that, and uh, but nothing too crazy or loud. Taylor, uh, come on, Taylor, fact. go loud. I'm I'm pulling a page from Jared Leto's book. I think I'm gonna come out and announce my love for being a furry at the Met Gala. And <laughs> you already did that yesterday. You know, it's, that's going, old news. I'm going as a cat, guys. <laughs> Emily, would you go big? Um, I think I would trust a very good stylist to see what is the best thing for me. But okay, I think so go big is better than going small because you go then that. you know you at least have, you have something. <laughs> so somebody says to you, 
you're, you're a stylist you trust, right? And they come to you and say, Emily, what we're going to do is we're going to dress you up as a peacock and you're going to have this giant thing of feathers behind your head and you're going to and it's going to be blue and, and yeah. green and turquoise and all you'd be in on I'll that I'll be talked about you know if it's the only time you get invited to the Mecca you might as well go all out because you know you might go too hard Respect. and people don't want you back you know what she needs to she needs like a <laughs> button where it's you doing the peacock every time she presses it <laughs> yep. just like that every exactly. time um, every time uh, so be messy Mace weighed in and he said like a peacock that he would want to be what uh, wear what Lil Nas X wore, and so I don't know if anybody else saw what Lil Nas X wore, but he essentially wore a uh, um, a speedo okay. that was head to toe like silver crusted diamonds all over his body. So that's what Mace wants to do. Oh, Slee, show me a picture. Yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. That's not, it almost looks like an avatar made out of rhinestones. Yeah. A Why does bit. he have yeah. to wait to the Mecca? He's just come in tomorrow with it. Go that. to Circle K and get a big gulp. Just throw that thing on and, and head on down. All right. Rob Palinka's coming on with Mason and Ireland at 115. The Kings got executive of the year. Did they get it wrong? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So, quick update, Al, on uh, Parker and his role with the the team. Emily, what's the name of their squad? Uh, Saucy something? Saucy somethings. Team Saucy? Team Saucy? So, Team Saucy, um, Parker's a starter on Team Saucy, so... He's obviously a, a regular part yeah, of part what of the they do. Lineup. Yeah, so if yeah. he's one of the five, then you got to cut him some a little bit of grace. My question is that I have is how many days rest did they have in between <laughs> the last rec game and this game? Because this, this is this is the round two, right? For them too, this is <laughs> it's, it's, that's one of those they blow the whistle and everybody's looking at you like, "What? We needed a foul, right?" Uh, no, dude. Cool, guys. I'm gonna take off. Go to yard house. <laughs> <laughs> this one just wasn't my. You night. actually just lost us the game. I don't know who the other guy that hit the shot, but you know Dave just knocked down a contested three to to tie the game up for us, and you couldn't look at the scoreboard. Really? Dave wasn't even a threat. <laughs> Is that the guy at UVA like throwing the ball away when he was trapped in the corner instead of calling timeout? But instead, the it's guy in the ballpark. Three. It's yeah. definitely in the ballpark. It's uh. Is Parker coming hey, in to defend Parker. himself? Parker, how are you? Parker, how are you feeling today? I did go to BJ's after the game. And had did to, you, go to, you went to BJ's? Yeah, by yourself or did yeah. your teammates go with you? No, by himself. They were there. <laughs> they were there. He was by himself. Just kinda... That's one of those, I'm going to BJ's. Cool. We're going to Yard House. Enjoy BJ's. Right? We're, we're going wherever he you're walked, not going. He walked into BJ's. There's a server at the front. He just walked right by her, head down, went straight to the corner booths where there's nobody. They're just cleaning up out there. He's like, I'll take a beer. Jeff, he goes right to the back, just pours himself a beer. The worst one you got, if it could be flat and warm, that's what I want. I don't deserve anything better. That's uh, that's how you do it. Water like a down non-alcoholic too. one. I want half water <laughs> exactly. in there too. Yeah. You just take every little, you know, <laughs> last eighth of everybody's beer that they leave in their bottle, pour, pour it, it all together, and we'll make it. It's like your punch bowl. It's, it's the nothing same, like same the punch bowl. <laughs> Literally the same thing. Exactly I don't understand how thing. you guys don't know how to. Sip no, out it's of a actually straw. that's it the is. that's the greatest analogy that I've ever heard of all our our uh, examples. That's exactly what it is. The sport. Yeah. Thank you. You so, probably have to use 38 <laughs> bottles of Just go in the, the trash, bottom. grab yep. all those. And there's always those little remnants and, and like pour them in a bowl. A time. Put yeah. six straws in it. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I have my own straw. What's the big deal? <laughs> Rob Plink is coming on with uh, Mason in Ireland at 115. So make sure that you stick around for that. That's right after Super Crosstalk. Um, 
should Rob Polinka have been the NBA executive of the year? It went to the Kings GM. Yeah. Um, but Rob Polinka took a team that was bad. Let's not make too too much about it. It was just a bad basketball team. They got off to a bad start. Pieces didn't fit very well together. They didn't play very well together, and they were really scuffling. And he rebuilt this team into a team that at least what we saw last night feels like they have a chance to continue to play basketball beyond this series and maybe even beyond the next series. Um, the Hachimura trade was the first one. We all know the trade after that. And he did it without having to completely give away everything else that they have. The Lakers look as good as anybody else right now, especially in light of how they played last night. Should that have been his award? So I, I think there's two ways to look at this. The way I look at it, when the season started this year, um, the general manager, the president of basketball operations was Rob Palenka. So the roster that he put together this season was under his watch. Okay. So if it was a bad roster and it was under his watch, immediately I kind of I, I take off a couple of points just because of that, because he put it together. He didn't take over a team that, you know, last year when they traded for Russell Westbrook, and you were screaming at the top of your lungs, guys, I, I don't think this is going to work. Like, this doesn't sound like a good fit. Palenka made that deal. So I think you have to look at how did you get to this point? Mm -hmm. So if I'm I'm looking at the, um, the Kings GM voted as best NBA executive of the year, and if the question is, should Palenka have got that position – well, Rob put the, the, the Lakers in this position to begin with. Again, I'm just being completely real and honest here. When they started out this year, Patrick Beverly was on the team. Russell Westbrook was still on the team. Juan Toscano-Anderson, Kendrick Nunn. I'm going through players, Damian Jones. These were all players that were on this roster that are no longer here. That's on Rob. Mm -hmm. So I think that comes with a responsibility. I think what you can do is you can really, really highlight what Palenka did two weeks before the trade deadline, up until February 9th, that trade deadline, up until the last moment where he made his final trade, where I think it was Pat Bev was the final one to go. And now you're looking at a Lakers team. We're talking about Jared Vanderbilt on Steph Curry. He's a part of the trade. Yep. We're talking about D'Angelo Russell dropping 19, had 31 to close out the Memphis Grizzlies. He was a part of the trade. Um, Rui. Malik Beasley has not you know, worked Ru out the Rui's way Rui's been important. Rui has been important yeah. and comfortable in these situations. I think you got to tell the full story. So I'm completely comfortable with the Sacramento Kings GM winning the executive of the year. Monty McNair. Uh, and, and I say that because the roster that you had before the season started, it's almost, it, it's kind of funny. This isn't the best. When you have like a most improved player, <laughs> right? Most improved. That means they came off a year where. Either didn't go great. It, it, they weren't that good, or maybe they just weren't somebody that you thought was going to have that much of an impact. Palenka saved the Lakers season, but Palenka has been the general manager, the president of basketball operations for the last couple of years, and those were his rosters that he put together. Okay, counterpoint. I Just for the record, I agree with what you just said, okay? But, but I think there's an argument to be made. The points that you take off for the roster that was there that he had to repair that is of his creation – Yes, it is. There's also a scenario where it isn't, right? Where he was told or or strongly suggested or yeah. recommended by his best player, hey, you know who you should go get? Go get Russ. Go get Russell Westbrook. And and this is like, hey, hold on a second. No, no, no. That's the guy that I want. That's the guy that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. okay? I think that I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that there's a chance that that's what went down. I think we'd be crazy not to think that Braun has an incredible say yes. in how this Lakers team is assembled. So he may have known this is a bad deal, but I really don't have a ton of options that this is the deal that we're going to do, this is the deal we're going to do, and i got to wear it because I'm the general manager of the team. I think that there's a possibility of that. So while the broken part he's responsible for, maybe he didn't actually create it out of thin air. So I'm going to give him some of those points coming back the other way. The other thing is, what have we given the Rams credit for? What, what have we given Les Snead particular credit for? 
hey, when you realize you made a mistake, cut bait and run and fix it as quickly as you can. Don't double down on a bad decision. You gave Todd Gurley a bunch of money. You realize, you know what? Todd Gurley's best days are behind him. Boom, he's gone. Same thing with Jared Goff. You give Jared Goff that fifth-year extension. He's making $100 million plus, and he's the guy, and you realize, you know what? He's not quite good enough. Boom, done. Traded for Matthew Stafford. That They made a mistake here or there, but they rectified him very quickly. We give them credit for doing those sorts of things. Is this not something similar? We made a deal for Russell Westbrook. We gave it a shot. It didn't work, and we decided to fix it, and we did, and it worked, and now we are where we are. What's the difference between those things? So I think there was a lot of criticism that was going on. This is actually not going to help my point against Palenka, but I'll, I'll bring it up anyways. Um, there was a lot of criticism towards Palenka. Palenka, why didn't you trade Russ in the offseason? Mm-hmm. What, what were you waiting for? Well, I don't want to give up those two first-rounders. Yep. Okay, hey, you're a m- couple months in. Why haven't you given up? Why, don't you have, why haven't you moved on? It's clearly not working. I don't want to give up those two first-rounders. He got all the way to the point to where we got to the trade deadline, and he ended up giving one first-rounder up, and that's even protected to some extent. Um, he he played a little chess. Maybe it was a risky game. Patience. But his patience paid off because of that. Now, then the argument was when Lakers started winning after the trade deadline, why didn't you do this earlier? Looking for you to have done this earlier. Lakers have been in a much better position. However, let me just say this. They stole home court after one game against Memphis. Mm-hmm. They stole home court against the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors after one game. So home court has not been the difference if that was going to you know, not yet. position the Lakers. That has not been the difference yet. Um, I get what you're saying. I think it's fair what you're saying. But I think that you know, if we're going to say, well, Braun had a lot of influence in that, you are also the president of basketball yes. operations and can tell okay. LeBron James. I'll, no. I'll, I'll give an example to it. The situation with Kyrie before the trade deadline. The Lakers did not trade for Kyrie. Maybe they wanted Kyrie and Dallas just, Brooklyn wasn't going to trade him to where he wanted to go. But look at what has resulted into that. And Kyrie was sitting across the Lakers bench in game six because he's not playing in the playoffs. Again, Rob Plink is going to be on with Mason and Ireland coming up at 115. You're going to want to make sure that you're here for that. It just, the idea of, well, he should have done it sooner. Well, okay, that's not an unreasonable point, but wouldn't you rather pay less than more? The price earlier was more expensive. That second first-round pick that we're talking about probably has to be in there to make that deal. He made the best deal at the lowest price that you could. That's kind of the game, right? In a perfect world, and it world, feels like they stole a Vanderbilt in the deal. Uh, you know, they they Rui Hachimura wasn't really being used because they were using Kuzma. They also got guys that you feel like, hey, they could be on this roster next year. And they built a team that fits together, that makes sense. When you watch you watch them play last night, there's a specific way that they play. They don't shoot a lot of threes. They're not a, a great shooting team. They're really big. They're pretty good defensively. And when you get Anthony Davis playing like that, forget about it. Forget about it. The downside, he did play 44 minutes last night. Let's do that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.